Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Nancy and I are super excited about our first two guests on today's Big Blend Radio Nature Connection show. We have Dave Tilly, the co-founder of Living Canopies, which is an innovative company that creates the living umbrella. We're talking pure flower power. It's awesome. It's the world's first and only patio-styled umbrella that uses flowering plants, especially mandevilla, to shade and protect people naturally. So it's like the place to have wine. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Or your morning coffee, watch hummingbirds mm-hmm. uh, is awesome. And we also have longtime Big Blend expert Adam Roberts joining us. He is the executive director of Bethesda Green. It's an awesome organization based out of Maryland, and they're focused on building a sustainable economy locally with a focus on innovation, impact, and community. It's very cool. We need them to expand across the country. I know, I know. Well, we're doing things. We're doing things. Uh, (laughs) Everyone, I encourage you to go to BethesdaGreen.org, and also go check out this flower power. Go to Living Canopies. Dot com. So welcome back, Adam. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for having Dave. I'm excited about your New Mexico trip. I mean, I'm jealous as hell, but I'm very excited for you guys. Have you been to Gallup? Because it's been on my bucket list to go to Gallup, New Mexico. I haven't. I haven't, but I'm so inspired now. I'm going to have to add it. Yeah. You know what? It's, um, it's going to be interesting. It's like movie star land because that's where all these westerns mm-hmm. were filmed. So, you know, Nancy and I might become cowgirls. That would be funny. But it's okay. We'll get <laughs> vegan cowboy boots. Is that okay? Is that the way you want us to go, Thank Adam? You. <laughs> I appreciate that. I <laughs> or, at least, you. or at least reuse, reuse them, you know, buy, buy used, and then it's just fine. Okay. We'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, very excited to have you on the show, Dave. Welcome, and how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, we love your flower power. It's super cool. And I awesome. have to ask about this story of how you created this because the one, there's two things Nancy really <laughs> hates about garden, and, and she loves gardens, trust me, is when people use mulch that is rock and pebbles that is, you know, that really just actually gives off heat out here in the desert southwest where we are now, and then people using bounce in laundry because it stinks. <laughs> so those are the two things she hates. <laughs> Or two things, um, but it seems that you understand about that heating effect of what happens in, in the desert southwest when you get hot and it's then there's no plants. Yeah, that's right. The origin of the uh, the idea was uh, on a pool deck in Las Vegas back in uh, 2015. I was on a family vacation, uh, had the uh, the in-laws, uh, the kids, everybody. And we decided to go kind of rest and relax at a uh, at a nice fancy Las Vegas uh, pool there on the Vegas Strip. 
got out to the pool deck, and there was absolutely zero umbrellas. There was hardly any any shade, and I was just miserable. It was like 115 degrees, clear blue sky, sun's beating down. And I looked off in the corner, and there was this one little tree in a pot. It was probably about 10 feet tall, and there must have been about 20 people huddled around it trying to fit under the shade that it was uh, that it was casting. And at that point, I just thought to myself, you know, why don't we put plants on umbrellas? Oh, so simple. And yeah. So cool. And it's pretty. So um, these umbrellas, I mean, this is this is not your typical beach umbrella, right? Because when I look at – when even when we had our place in Tucson, we had all these different umbrellas, and we had as many plants as we could, but we never thought of, you know, incorporating the two. Some of that cloth actually, it actually just, you can get holes burnt in it. And I wonder about the cloth versus a plant. Like if it, it's more protective and cooler um, to have plants than that cloth. That's right. Yeah, the uh, most of the cloth that's used today, the fabrics, is a nylon-based fabric. So they will you know, last a really long time, uh, longer than like a, the older cloth, uh, you know, cotton-based fabrics. So, you know, in our measurements, here in our labs, uh, we found that you know those can those fabric canopies uh, can get upwards of like 120, 130 degrees Fahrenheit on a nice clear sunny day, whereas the plant canopy is basically going to be at air temperature. So if it's you know if it's 92 degrees outside, the the canopy is at 92 degrees, and the difference that makes to a person is uh, based on our testing about eight degrees cooler. The person feels about eight degrees cooler sitting under a living umbrella than they would if they're sitting under a, a fabric umbrella. Mm. Plus you get birds. Yeah. that's. I know that you've got that's Mandalorian. Right. And, um, they, yeah, hummingbirds, awesome. that's one of the top plants to grow for hummingbirds. And it, once it starts, I know uh, friends who grow it out in uh, Southern California, man, and once it starts, man, it's like, you, you've got hummingbird, hummingbird central. You've got flower power central. Even bees like it, but not. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be Mandavia, not like where you're going to get like, you know, Africanized bees come in and take you out. This is this is oh. good stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I say bees, right. I don't want to freak people out. <laughs> now our experience has been the uh, the Mandavilla, as I like to call it, but some people call it Mandavia. I guess we can you can go either direction. Um, it doesn't really attract too much in terms of the bees, the honeybees or the bumblebees, but definitely uh, the hummingbirds uh, pollinate. That's kind of its nat- one of its natural pollinators. And then there's actually mm. a moth called the hummingbird moth mm. um, oh, cool. that, that uh, is native to uh, the tropics where it's from that pollinates it. Yes, I love those moths. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, you think it's a hummingbird, but it's not. Mm. So I love this, and I want to talk more about it, but I want to get back to Adam here. Um, and Adam, if you can give everybody a little overview about Bethesda Green, because, and then the, how, how Bethesda Green is connected with Dave and what he's doing with Living Canopies. Yeah, absolutely, and and thank you for that, and, and thanks, Dave, for that introduction. I was thinking about your Las Vegas story. I, I know nothing of that because when I'm in Las Vegas, of course, I'm just in a cabana, and I've got misters and fans, and so I'm living a terrible, uh, unenvironmental life for the few days that I go out there. So I think I think you've got the happy uh, uh, compromise <laughs> where you can actually be outside and enjoy nature at the same time that you're out there. But, um, but no, I, um, thanks. Thanks, Lisa and Nancy. But that's a green. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing local organization just outside Washington, D.C. Uh, that, as you said, is, is focused on, you know, the circular economy, um, the sustainable economy, trying to show 
that um, environmental protection and advancing environmental causes is actually compatible with business generation as opposed to being mm-hmm. in tension with business generation. And I think all too often when people um, in general hear about, you know, environmental protection, they think that's somehow a threat to the economy, that if we're trying to protect the planet, that that's somehow going to be contrary to economic mm-hmm. development. What Bethesda Green does is try and incorporate multiple pillars of work to show that these things are compatible. So on the one hand, we're doing community projects at the local level to make sure there are recycling bins throughout the community, working with local high school students on environmental science projects to help mentor them and guide them so that we can cultivate the next generation of environmental leaders. Uh, And then we're also incubating new startup businesses like Dave's, like Living Canopies, that have this concept of sustainability and environmental focus, uh, again, showing that we can really build these 21st century businesses that generate 21st century jobs and a new economy uh, in a way that's environmentally um, compatible. So that that is one of the you know big exciting parts of the job for me because as you know from our conversations over the years, you know my mind and my work has always been around advocacy and campaigning and trying to mm-hmm. advocate for positive change. Um, at the at the political level, at the government level, and drilling it down the business is is so interesting. Um, I think on the one hand, because you know when you're pushing for environmental protection, um, being able to have this component to your work takes away that argument from other people that we can't advance the environmental agenda because that will somehow be economically detrimental. Uh, but also there's really cool stuff to show the world and really uh, innovative and genius products that are out there. And I always say when I talk about um, the, the businesses, the startups that are in our, our green incubator program, that the thing that I know most about these products, which says to me that the program is a really good one, is that I want these products, right? These are things that I'm, I'm looking to acquire for myself. And so we've got about a half a dozen companies like Dave's that are in the program right now and the goal is to get them fully launched and make sure that they can be um, self-sustaining and long-term growing businesses. Uh, and I think that, you know, Dave's is definitely going to be one of the first ones out of the gate. So really exciting stuff. And, and you know, you mentioned, uh, just to finish up the introduction, uh, you mentioned at the beginning, you know, we got to sort of take what Bethesda Green is doing and, and spread it, you know, spread that kind mm-hmm. of work, that kind of message. And, and I think that's the key, right? The things that we're doing mm-hmm. locally in the D.C. area is going to be replicable and it can happen, you know, in any community. And we can keep growing these communities, thinking about sustainability and environmentalism all around the country. And, and when you take it collectively, it'll make a real, real difference. So it's, it's exciting work and we've got good people behind us. So, um, so I'm really excited about what the rest of the year is going to hold for us. I think that is exciting. I love that you said, you know, the circular business, circular economy, where that just shows mm-hmm. true sustainability. You know, and when I think of um, just here using the example of these living canopies, the, the flower-powered umbrella, mm-hmm. that's what I'm calling it. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, you listen, wine time must have flowers, okay, period. Absolutely. And, and we know that. Mm-hmm. That's why we, you know, hike with wine, because hummingbirds like wine and flowers. <laughs> so, that's, so this is really cool. <laughs> I look at this, you know, with, you know, we talked about this, you know, as we travel the country, a lot of the hotels and the tourism shows, and, and you've been on some of those with us, it's about sustainability. And, 
you know, this living umbrella is one of those examples that can be, and I've looked at a lot of the photos on your website, Dave, uh, where there's restaurants and hotels using this to not only beautify their property, but they're investing in something really cool. And so that's going to make an effect. I think if you're cooling down an area and a lot of people started doing this, um, I look at downtowns. One of the very mm-hmm. first things they do when they revitalize a downtown, one of the first they projects beautify. is beautification yep. through flower baskets. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. And now I'm going, wait, we can have umbrellas as flower baskets Mm -hmm. where people can sit down. So I think you could have... It'll take time, but eventually, like a cooling effect, don't you think, Dave? Like a microclimate, you you get it back to where it was, so it can um, yeah. really change the country. Yeah, you know, basically, I mean, plants are, are using water, and when they use that water, they're releasing it through their leaves, which provides that cooling power, uh, which you know a lot of these um, uh, artificial materials can't do that. So definitely, having vegetation, having plants. Having that flower power, especially in these hardscape environments like the urban environments, is going to have an effect. Uh, it definitely is going to require, you know, adding a lot of vegetation. You can kind of look towards like D.C. and our local area where we are. They have what's called a green area ratio. So when you start a new development, a real estate development, you actually have to meet a certain ratio of greenness in your property uh, before they'll grant you a permit. So there's movements. Mm-hmm in other cities, I think, to do do similar types of activities. Oh, this is awesome. Mm. And then um, when you look at, you've got, you know, people having in them at their own house, right? And then you've got the, you know, commercial entities. Even, I think, businesses need to have more outdoor areas for people to eat. You know, the the white, you know, what's that, you know, the, the cubicle lunchroom thing sucks compared to being outside. <laughs> you know, that, you know, you have that big white light. Like, you feel like you're going into Walmart or something. Um, that's not as nice as being outside. Um, but, you know, some of the things I'm thinking of immediately, I, I look at um, some of our hotel friends, and they're going to go, okay, well, are, are the leaves and the flowers going to get in the pool? You know, those kind of things. What is it like in regards to sustaining these? And um, yeah, I, I was reading on your website that even wind um, doesn't seem to knock them out too bad or anything. Yeah, so uh... – I'll be unpack that a little bit. Um, basically, in terms of the maintenance, you uh, these things are the irrigation system that um, that we have for them is automatic and it's solar powered, and basically makes it so that you can move your umbrella around on a patio anywhere you wanted. So one of the main uh, pieces of maintenance is just filling up a five gallon water tank that's at the bottom of the umbrella about you know every five to seven days, so roughly about once a week. That's kind of the major piece of maintenance. The other would be, um, you know, once it's installed, uh, making sure the canopy is just kind of growing nicely. Um, If you get any kind of wind, strong winds, you might have to kind of just rearrange the plants a little bit early on. But once they kind of get taking off, they usually hold up well. And we have seen windstorms come through the area where areas where we have them deployed and 
Mm-hmm. You know, 35 mile per hour winds don't seem to bother them at all. You could contrast that with a regular fabric umbrella. You have to put those things down when it gets about, you know, something like 12 or 15 miles per hour before they start blowing away and becoming dangerous objects. Um, mm. So the, the maintenance is, is as long as you keep the uh, watering it um, over a certain period of time, you have to add a little bit of fertilizer to the soil. Uh, the soil is located up at the top of the umbrella, so uh, that's a little bit of a might be a little bit of a challenge for some folks, but not too insurmountable. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think any of the customers that we had, um, you know, they love them. So we have had them at these restaurants and a couple of hotels and. It's a great way for them to engage their guests is what we're hearing as well. You know, staff working there, the wait staff love to have something to talk about with the uh, with the patrons there eating at the restaurant or hanging out at the pool decks. So it's really nice kind of conversation starter as well. Can we grow other plants on there? Like what happens? Because now I already went into like I want to like have like passion fruit and honeysuckle and tomatoes, and I want to start hanging. I want like a hanging <laughs> vegetable garden suddenly. <laughs> I don't know why, but it suddenly just comes to mind that we could have grapes and make our own wine off of these umbrellas. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, any any kind of vining species would mm-hmm. would be things that work the best. Like you said, honeysuckle, grapes. Hops for making beers, another vine type Ooh. of species. Um, <laughs> you know, there's uh, there's uh, clematis, which comes in all kinds of colors. Mm, that's uh, beautiful. Like you said, edible stuff, other edible stuff like green beans and snap peas, cucumbers, strawberries, tomatoes. What's so if you cool want to go to like a garden route. Do you think yeah. this could be put in schools? It should be. In it's funny. We had some mm-hmm. schools call us early on to ask us uh, for samples. We just weren't uh, prepared to, uh, mm. at that point to deploy them. But we definitely would like to uh, explore that more. So if there's you know there's schools out there that um, want to have something like this to play around with, it's got a little bit of technology in terms of how it controls the irrigation, and then it's got the the horticultural aspect and you know what you can grow mm. and what will grow well on it. So yeah, it'd be fun for students, I think, to, to play I, around I with think- them and learn. There's like we we go to local gardens here in Yuma, and I think they should have them. Yeah, they it would grow Wouldn't here. Wouldn't it be nice? Oh my gosh, the Mendevia here. Oh yeah, everything grows here in Yuma. I mean, literally everything grows here. Um, but it, the other thing, would like I was saying at the beginning there too that, you know, well not the beginning, but about, you know, the cafeteria, the you know that you know <laughs> it's like go outside. And I feel like you know this takes that step towards. I know a lot of people are doing vertical gardens. And the hospitals are starting to realize that they need to have more plants like that. So do you think that this could go into some of those, you know, major corporation, you know, those huge, huge Bay office areas. buildings and start to, like, I think they should all have native plant gardens to begin with because they have space there and they need to balance off what they're doing. So we should have native plant gardens and monarch way stations, you know, <laughs> so we can get our pollinators back. But then you could have these umbrellas so, like, you can have, like, a nice little eating area or a meeting area because people will think better if they're outside. And I think this can encourage people to go outside uh, more than what they do. Yeah, we've had some great stories. So, like, we had some a uh, couple at a vineyard here in Virginia, and the owners, uh, just a few weeks after I had installed it, the work staff you know, that works in the, in the, in the vineyards for them uh, lives across the street, and they said once they finish up their work, all these years they just go home at six o'clock. They have dinner, and they never see them again until the next morning. But once we put up the umbrellas, that family actually 
went home, cleaned up, and then came back and just wanted to relax under the living umbrella. And the owner, when she was telling me this, she actually had, like, had tears in her eyes. She was, like, so moved that it had that effect mm-hmm. on on the, on people that she loved, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, we have this nature deficit just in general in the United States and having people more exposed to, to nature in, in different ways. That's kind of like our kind of our mm-hmm. mantra is just to introduce them to different ways of experiencing you know, the beauty of, of flowers uh, in different situations. Mm, I, I love this. I think it's very exciting. Um, how how do people get them? Um, especially, I know that locally in your area, in, in you know, Maryland and, and D.C. area, Bethesda, that it's probably easier, but what happens with people here on the West? Well, we can ship anywhere in the United States. So uh, uh, last year, we went back to the drawing board, redesigned our model so that we could put it in a few boxes, uh, came up with a set of instructions. So if you are just a tiny bit handy, you can put the, uh, the umbrella together and then go to your uh, you know local garden center or uh, uh, other nursery and, and get your mandevilla or whatever vine that you wanted to grow on, it and you'd be ready to, ready to go. You can cool. go to our our website and, and order it. Or, you know, if you have questions about it, I, uh, I answer the phones. So if people out there have questions, they can call me and I'll, I'll give them all the answers. Do you I answer a phone? Can. You, know, you know how many people don't answer hmm. phones anymore? Like, you know, I love they that. walk around with them, but I they love, don't answer no, them. No, I love that. I love that. But do you see this going into, or do you want it to go into, like, hardware stores and, and those kind of things? Or do you see it going more online with, because the world's changing, and it seems like even box stores are going more like they don't want you to buy things in the store anymore. I don't know. It's 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 interesting right now. Well, we actually have a, have we have a few at, at garden centers uh, across the country. We have a few in the one in Denver and Oklahoma, up in Wisconsin and Michigan, um, and they are trying to sell it from their stores. You know, we're kind of in a, mm. a trial period with them. But we also mm-hmm. have the ability to, you know, to sell it directly, which, you know, helps control the cost, but mm. uh, makes it a little more difficult maybe to get the plants. So the nice thing about having them at garden centers is, you know, they could have the plants there for you and, and match up the, the the plants with the umbrella right there on site for you. So mm. um, you can kind of go either way. So we're exploring both at this point. You know, that's part of the – being in the incubator at, uh, with Adam at Bethesda Green, that's part of the kind of a challenge we've had over the last few months is to really figure out what's the best way to, to get this out to customers. Mm. That, that's what I wanted to touch on, Adam. Can you go in a little bit more in depth of what that means for those listening that may go, hey, we want to come to Bethesda Green. We need help. <laughs> you know. So what are, what are the, some of the steps that happen? And, and I mean, is it – are you helping uh, secure funding, or is it the business plan? Yeah, so, you know, we'll, the way I like to try and look at it is that, that we're basically a, a mentor, right? We have a mentor opportunity, and we're guiding uh, these these what I call eco-entrepreneurs, these uh, smart startup business folks who are really visionary in the way they're looking at the products that they're developing and trying to get to market, uh, and then not just trying to get them to market, but get it to market and then scale so that they can keep growing and growing like we've been talking about just now. And so what we do is, you know, we provide this kind of year-long curriculum where, where folks Folks can, can go through this program and learn everything that they need to know about, about getting in a startup business and how to make that business launch and grow, find access to investors and how to build marketing plans and business plans, just everything 
that will allow somebody to take an idea from the beginning stage to the to the place where they're ready to launch and then grow um, and try and get them there and, and provide the mentors in all of these different aspects of startup business cultivation that folks need. And then, you know, there's really – um, just like in any business where you start the business and then you need to see the profitability, you need to see the business grow. You can you can tell how many units of whatever product it is that's being sold, and that's a good sign of success. You know, at Bethesda Green, we're able to watch the businesses that we're cultivating and see how they're growing and and show that that the program works. And you know, as we were just talking, as I was listening to you all talk about about how exciting Dave's product is and and how widespread membership fees apply after free trial cancel anytime can i be real for a second that goal you have to exercise and eat better you really can do it but nobody is going to do it for you and nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results and that's us beachbody it's as convenient as your tv or laptop but you need to decide that you're worth it let us help you succeed here's how Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the whole field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. The the potential uh, market is for this product, right? This is easily nationwide. And and I was just thinking Mm -hmm. about, you know, everything you were talking about, just thinking about every every hotel around the country Mm -hmm. that has an outdoor area and and that this Mm -hmm. is the kind of product, you know, I was thinking about um, all of these electric scooters that people can can rent and, you know, you just grab it through an app and then you go or, or even electric cars, how a few years ago these were very specialized items, right? Niche items, you know, a few people had electric cars and, and now they're sort of everywhere. And I, I think the, the living umbrella is the, the same kind of concept, right? Like there will be some places where that is an attraction and people will start mm-hmm. to talk about the restaurant For that sure. has the, the tables under the living umbrellas mm-hmm. or, the, or the hotel that has all those living umbrellas by the pool and we want to go there. And then after a while, everybody's going to want these things, right? Because it's going to be so highly sought after and so cool. And people are going to start to say, how come you don't have the living umbrellas? You know, why why would I want to be here when I could be at the place that has those cool things to sit under? Um, And it'll really spread, or at least, you know, that's certainly my expectation and my hope. So, so yeah, we've we've got a number of of really cool businesses going through the program right now. I think in the, um, in the um, summer, we're going to launch, uh, a new call for businesses to join the next cohort of businesses to incubate and hopefully get a, um, a handful, maybe a half a dozen or more uh, to start in the fall. So it's um, it's all available. Obviously, there's information at BethesdaGreen.org and, and we can get uh, folks to apply and, and hopefully get them in the, in the cohort for the next round. So um, yeah, there's some really cool opportunities and it's obviously very exciting. I just want to go back to what you were saying about people wanting to go where there's an umbrella like that, right? You know, the flower power. Um, This is is something that, you know, um, some of the shows we've done and some of the things we cover even on our tour, um, I would love as a person who travels and goes and wants to make the the choice that, hey, someone's taken that step, um, I would love to see the – 
the tourism industry and even the retail industry, I mean, that's all connected, um, but at public places that have these umbrellas to be on a map mm-hmm. so that we can go mm-hmm. to the map and go, oh, I'm going to go sit there. Exactly. Um, it's kind of what we've learned just, you know, with our tour, we're putting all the parks on a map and, um, you know, with a photo and a little write-up, and, and it gives people that little marketability, too, that is that have purchased it. And that's how Tesla did it. And Tesla here is here uh, at the hotel we're at, the historic Carnot Motor Hotel. Got to give them a shout out. They, Tesla came here years ago when it first started, and Elon Musk actually came. And, and Johnny, the hotel owner, actually went for a drive with Elon Musk here at the hotel. <laughs> and because this this hotel historically is one of the very first best westerns in the country, and, and they no longer are because they wanted to keep their identity, and the chain was moving in a different direction than what they were. And Anyway, they have two, they have a hotel and a restaurant here, and both of them have bike racks, <laughs> our friend Jim Boston mm-hmm. out there, um, and car charging stations. And this was something, it was about having it on the map there, not only because of the best Western history, but also because they're right off the interstate and right to the close to the downtown. So people come here according to their cars, and it's been... It, this has been here since we've been covering Yuma, mm-hmm. like 20, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say 20 years. No, yep. no kidding. Mm-hmm. Right from the beginning. And now it's becoming, you know, a norm. Um, but for people traveling cross country and interstates, it wasn't. And so they did it all by map. And so that's just saying, I'd like to see that. I want the flower powered, flower power map, the flower power map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You gave me some great ideas. Yeah. I got some homework to do now. I know. Have fun with those maps. I like, too. I it love takes it. Time. Yeah. <laughs> it takes There's, time, but yeah, it's cool. But, but it's, it's yeah. cool because mm-hmm. then people who are into that, which, uh, you know, every, every downtown we go into, we see space for more beautification. Every botanical garden needs it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Botanical uh, gardens, there's so many of those. Okay. You know, and what a great display this can make. I know. I'm just my mind. Oh, I, I love seeing products like this because yeah. it's it's positive, it's flower powered, it's colorful, it's educational, and it just is such a it's just all the way around a, a good deal. Um, I want to go back to you, Adam, because you were talking about you know bringing these businesses going into the incubator. Now I feel like we're like little baby chickens, mm-hmm. but <laughs> incubator can't help it. Um, but what about is it only for people that are in Bethesda or? Or um, are you working with people from other parts of the country or people that maybe may move? Like when you think about Silicon Valley, I know we touched on that the first time you came Mm -hmm. on about Bethesda Green. Like do you want to be like the Bethesda Green, like Silicon Valley? Do you want to see that kind of thing happen? So the answer is um, yes and then more, right? So um, the the key for us, right, the organization was founded back in 2007 uh, and really launched in 2008 to to make um, Bethesda a more livable community, a sustainable community where, you know, you have these great businesses and all of this access to green space and uh, environmentally sensitive practices throughout the community. And what I think we're starting to see now is that uh, two things. One is we want to keep that going, right? We want Bethesda to be this genuine hub of sustainability. 
ability, and that's why, you know, the curriculum is performed here. People actually sit in our conference room. All of the, the eco-entrepreneurs come, and they, and they go through the program on site at our office, and they have office space. So, you know, if you're a startup business and you don't have the revenue uh, or the, or the uh, investment money to have your own office, you can use our offices for free as part of the, as part of the program. So we're really starting, you know, trying to, to maintain Bethesda as this hub of green and sustainability-focused activity. So that part of it is, is definitely hyper-local, focused on Bethesda. However, I think what you see with, with Living Canopies, with what Dave is doing, that those products are going to go nationwide, right? So he's got the, the capacity to use Bethesda as his base through Bethesda Green, but then sell his products anywhere in the country. And at some point, you know, he could have offices um, or, or outfits set up all around the country. And I think little by little, we might be able to expand our impact, uh, depending on the trajectory of the organization over time, when we see an appetite for this model to be replicated in other communities around the country. And I think, I think that will eventually happen um, probably organically one way or the other. I mm-hmm. don't think you can stop it the way the world is going, right? You know, people are going to want to spread. So the, the key is to get all of these really smart, talented, innovative entrepreneurs to come to Bethesda, be a part of the Bethesda Green Project in terms of the business incubation side, but then make sure that the things that we're cultivating and the businesses that they're generating have a real national scope. It's it's not just about serving the local community. And I, I think that's going to happen. And because Bethesda Green is focused on sustainability and environmentalism, and we want all of these businesses to have some connection there, right? You know, the, the living uh, canopies sort of um, tagline is about connecting people to nature. And that's, that's mm. exactly what these these umbrellas do, you know, that's the goal of all of the work that we're doing. It's about connecting people to nature, businesses to nature. And I think more and more folks are realizing now with everything that's going on, climate change in the news all the time, all Mm -hmm. of these really um, sort of eye-opening experiences around the country right now, around the world, um, related to climate change and the need for a new round of environmental protection like we had in the early 70s, um, these kinds of businesses are going to be all the more vital, highly sought after, because people are going to want to be focused on buying things that are sustainable, that are good for the planet, and that actually give back to the planet. Um, and that's what you know some of these products uh, actually do. So, so yeah, I think you know hyperlocal at the moment in terms of the way that we do the business, the way that we perform our fundamental core activities, but national scope in terms of the reach of what happens because these businesses are successful and incubated through our work. Mm, I love that. Uh, yeah, because it's it's getting the the model down too. And what I uh, you know, it it is it's you know, act lo- local uh-huh. and it will go global. It really will. I mean, it, it's. It is about yeah. everyone's connected too in some way. We're in that world, you know. So I I see this just you know going like a wildfire. I don't want to use those words, but you know what I mean. It's, <laughs> you know, you know, moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing is these. What I love about it is that it is something. It's putting the small business on a pedestal because I feel like small business. I mean, we can say that oh, as independence, yeah. wow. an independent business. I mean, it's. I remember when we first got to this country from South Africa, what, 20-something years ago, and, you know, it was like 49% of America's backbone of business was small business. This was 93, 94. Mm -hmm. Now, no, it's not. 
and yet there's a lot of doors open because of the internet. So there's a lot of little businesses out there doing Etsy's and things like that. But at the same time, we're fighting this big battle against the big giants. And I feel like when we can work together as small business communities and organizations like what you're doing with Bethesda Green, that we have this fighting chance of still having a place in industry. And the fact that it's mm -hmm. green on top of it is even better. But I think right. we really have to unite as small businesses because the big boxes, I mean, they just buy each other out and then it becomes a monopoly. You look at even a hosting company now, they're all owned by the same group at the end of the day. Yeah. When you go and you look through everything, you, it's like oil companies, same thing. And I'm, Adam, I'm getting close. You know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> they're all in, <laughs> they all mm -hmm. end up being the same company at the end of the exactly. day. And so for me, I just look at this going, this is so important as a small business owner that we unite and work together and keep our place. I feel very – it's like women's rights. I feel that way. It's like that's how important it is. Uh, do you feel that way, Dave, as a small business owner going through this, that you can't just do it on your own? you got you got to have a, a network. Oh, for sure. I mean, the network is just so critical to our success. Um, yeah, from day one, just being able to talk to people who had started businesses, started multiple businesses, getting their insight talking to all kinds of professionals from, you know, attorneys, accountants, uh, marketing professionals. And that, you know, that's basically the core of the, uh, the network that, that Bethesda Green has brought me into. You know, once a week we're in the classroom for eight hours and we're, you know, we're hearing about how to market or how to do your accounting, how to do your taxes, how to write your business plan, um, and there's just uh, so much power in that network and just, you know, being able to talk to people and have a conversation about what you're doing. And it's just, it's critical. I mean, I'd put that at the very top of things that you have to be able to do to really get a small business off the ground and, mm -hmm. and to be able to scale it at a national level. Yeah, the scaling part's difficult. Yeah. That's the tricky part. You get it and you're like, okay, mm -hmm. dude, do I go for it? You know, because that's, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, that navigation part gets it gets tricky, but oh man! Well, we wish you all the best, and we're definitely going to talk about you everywhere we go. We're going to be like, hey, you need one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need a living mm -hmm. canopy. You need the flower power umbrella. Okay, I've already got it. I'm scoping out properties now and looking. Hey, you got an umbrella? Change it. I know. Come on. Okay. Do you think? Do you think down the road you'll go like into gazebos and things like that, or are you going to stick with the umbrella? Or should I ask that another few years? <laughs> Now, we definitely have an itch to expand the product line. Uh, I think, uh, you know, there's also a movement just in homes that have more outdoor space and outdoor room. People are really mm -hmm. spending more and more money on their outdoor furniture. Mm -hmm. So we see there's a demand in that area. So we definitely are going to uh, – you know, we'd love everything to have a living component to it, everything you sit on, stand under, stand next to, step on, you know, whatever the case may be. If we can get that to be a little – a little piece of green, then uh, we're achieving our goal of, of making the world a little little greener, one leaf at a time, or I one like flower it. at a time, I should say. Yeah, mm. yeah, but you awesome. know, hey, I think it's cool. I think this is one flower mm -hmm. at a time, flower power. I want my garden back now. <laughs> I know, I know. I just want every botanical garden and nursery to have one, I too, know. just in general. It could be part of their displays, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, that be cool? Yeah, yeah. My mind goes crazy with things like this. It really does. I'm like everywhere. Yeah, it's be great. Everywhere. Well, if you're in uh, 
If you're in uh, if you're in Brooklyn at the uh, New York Botanical Garden, they have a have a few. So we're getting ready to set those up at the uh, beginning cool. of next month. So if you're in that area, but if you're not, okay. you know, maybe and you're listening, just uh, give us a call and see if we can get you one. Cool. Yeah. Everyone or go to our again. Website and order it. Yeah, livingcanopies.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, go there, check it out. And again, BethesdaGreen.org. Um, but before you both go, you know, I always like to have a fun question. And today's fun question is see, there's a thing about the umbrella. I feel like I want to take the umbrella and then stick it in a place and have my wine. <laughs> like, here uh-huh. it is. I'm going with my flower powered umbrella. And I'm going to go to a new location. So my question to each of you is, okay, you're going to have wine time with the umbrella. Because it's Wednesday, right? Um, you're going to take the umbrella somewhere cool that you, you know, well, hot because you need to cool it down. Um, but someplace that the umbrella is not currently, and you want to take that umbrella, sit down with the flowers and the wine and the umbrella. So where would that be? And who are you going to have join you? So let's start with you, Adam, since you've been on the show for so long. <laughs> Oh God! Well, I'm. You know, I'll tell you this. My wife right now is sitting on the back deck of our home with the door open. The cat's out there, presumably eating all the potted plants that are out there. And we have been having a very long, long-running conversation about getting some furniture on our deck, so we're not sitting on these hard metal chairs we have out there. And we need a living umbrella out there as well. So, although it may seem hyper-local and maybe a little bit boring, I think I would like to get one of these living umbrellas on my deck right here in Washington, D.C., and open up a bottle of wine with my wife, who is waiting for this call to end so I can do just that. So, I think I would keep it local and, and then uh, and then take pictures and put it on social media so everyone knows that that's what we're doing. Cool. Are you sticking with Mandavia? Uh, to be honest, whatever my wife wants, she's the she's the uh, real plant lover in the family, so she she will tell me exactly what we can have. Okay, well, all righty, well then. done, well done. I, hey, listen, yeah. I just want to say this is a good Father's Day project, okay? Just saying, because I know exactly. like a lot That's of dads right. who garden, so you know, I get to put well, that and, plug and in let, there. And let me. Yeah, and, and let me just say, as we're talking about this as well, and we were talking about getting them out to people, you know, my my mother lives in Texas, and she has a pool at the back of her house uh, in, in the yard, and, and I'm thinking I'm going to have to have to, she needs one, there's no question about it, so for yeah, me, yeah. right here in D.C., but, but I'll send one down to Plano, Texas as well. I hate to say this, cool. but all my exes in Texas need one, and there's a lot. <laughs> That's so lame. Hey, known. listen, that was a dad joke, come on. It's their Father's Day, so I know it's just saying. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Um, Dave, yeah. I want to go back to you. So where are you taking your umbrella? <laughs> this is, well, one, first of all, this is a really, really great question. Um, I think uh, since it's wine, and uh, I love California, love the climate there, I think I'd have to mm. go to wine country, to either uh, yeah. Sonoma or Napa, and yeah. have a nice uh, Cabernet or Merlot, mm. uh, sipping on it with, uh, and of course I take my family. So uh, maybe for Father's Day even. Yeah. Okay. Now listen, have you been to Temecula Wine Country yet? I have not. Okay, I'm invitation? bringing that up on purpose because oh. we have a lot of winemaking <laughs> friends out there, and and friends and they need them, bro. And they need you, and and it, and the Mandeville will grow beautifully out oh, there. That would be awesome. So, are you sticking with Mandeville when you go to California? Or are you going to get the wineries to put grapes on it? <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> Man, I think well, you know, we want to explore all the possibilities on plants. I mean, we think there's you know, there's probably fifty 
vine species easily, maybe 150 that we would just love to try. Um, mm. The mandevilla is our is our go-to plant, not only to attract the hummingbirds, but it flowers all season long, which is the great thing about it. You know, it's yeah. producing mm-hmm. flowers continuously and doesn't stop. So it's hard to beat for color. Uh, but I, I am an experimentalist. I'd like to try something else, maybe like some pink bower vine or some Carolina jasmine um, when I get to California. Nice. 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 This is so awesome. You How can much make fun. A, like a whole hedge of it. I it know. It would be so much fun. I love it. I it's love my it. my umbrella hedge. Oh, I want to give a shout-out. Also, Margot Carrera, a fine art nature photographer. If Everyone go to CarreraFineArt.com. That's C-A-R-R-E-R-A, CarreraFineArt.com for sponsoring today's episode. Amazing photographer, flower-powered photographer. We've known her for oh. since day one when we yeah. opened our magazine, and she's oh. based in San Diego. Uh, and is always photographing flowers and ladies, beautiful scarves and uh, photos and, uh, you know, all kinds of art, all kinds of good gifts. So check that out, everyone. Uh, thank you, Dave and Adam, for joining us again, everyone. The website is BethesdaGreen.org, and also go to LivingCanopies.com. And we're going to play the song. I know, Adam, you've heard this because we always like to play it for you. It's Loving the mm. Land from our friend Wally Lauder because it's true. we got to love mm. our land. That's right. And do it with flower power and the wine. The one we got. <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you. See you next month. See you soon. I enjoyed it. Well, I'm sitting on my back porch, my guitar in my hand. And I'm looking at the afternoon. Looking at the land It's got that honey-colored light Golden gold reflecting from the sun She steps outside and asks me What are you doing, hon? And I'm loving the land I'm just loving the land I'm loving the land I'm just loving the land Got an angel in my corner Must have Buddha at my side And if I had any worries I've left them all behind
Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.